Well, good morning, everyone. <laughs> good morning, everyone. So glad we're all here and gathered together. And I'm so glad that you're making connections after all this time. Good morning to all of those who are worshiping with us online as well. And uh, hopefully that you'll be able to get a chance to register and come in and worship, on the, uh, worship in person because based on what I just saw here, everybody's just ready to greet everyone and see everyone again. So please feel free to do that. There is one additional announcement I'd like to make. The women's ministry will be hosting a Zoom cooking class uh, September 25th, which is a Saturday, and you can find the link on uh, Pastor Jason's email as well. Uh, it will, um, our cook, our instructor will be Stephanie Shintaku, and the recipe that we will be uh, learning is the uh, Disney World chocolate chip <laughs> cookie. Yeah. So if you know anything about Disneyland and Disney World and all their goodies, you know, this is one place you, this is a recipe you want to have. Okay, so please. Uh, men are also invited. Anyone who loves to bake is, are invited to, because it's on Zoom, so there, you know, you'll be in cook, baking in the comfort of your home. Okay, so please sign up. And then there's no, there's no limit, so, because <laughs> we are on Zoom. So it's also very good to see you. I'm Pastor Shirley of the Family Ministry um, Pastor, and um, it's always good to see you. But before we start, let's ask God's blessings on this time, and then is this place, okay? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thank you so much for bringing us together at this time at this hour and in this space, and even online, you are there. We gather together to hear your voice and word. We pray that our hearts are open to the Spirit's leading and that we respond to that leading. We ask for your blessing for this hour, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So how are we doing? It's based on what I see. Everybody's doing really well, huh? Um, good spirits and everything. So it's great to be able to worship together. Um, if you can believe it, this is my second time doing this live on stage. Um, the first time I shared with you on stage was back in the last Sunday of 2019. And at the time, I thought that, was my, that would be my first and last time being up here. Um, partly because usually at this hour, I'm in the Nagano Chapel with the kids and, and with Elza leading their, the children's worship. And so there's no way that I would ever be back up here during the year unless there was a Sunday like the last Sunday of December when no one wants to preach that day. Um, <laughs> and the lowly person on the, on the preaching list gets that job. Anyway... Um, so, but last year, the pandemic hit, right? And so everything went digital, including the children's worship. And so then I was called upon, there was no excuse for me not to be <laughs> sharing. So the learning, the learning curve of sharing and being on call to share and to um, record was very steep. So I was getting overwhelmed 
and with the added responsibility of that, of sharing and trying to get that recording over to Pastor January on a timely matter. There was, we had to do it almost a whole week before. So that was a added anxiety for me. My anxiety went, level went up because it's not something that I normally do. I can do it with kids, but not with adults. And my insecurities just came full, it was just full blown again because, you know, our preaching staff is so talented. So anyway, my anxieties and my insecurities came up. I also noticed that my workday was extended from to, to the evenings and on weekends. And I no longer had evenings or weekends for Sabbath. Um, my schedule was completely thrown off. And I envied those who were going on vacation because um, I was looking, because they got a chance to go on vacation and I had to wait so long. And even then, when my vacation was a stay vacation, I couldn't go anywhere. So I'm sure many of you can relate as you have had to make many of the changes yourself last year because of the pandemic. Um, parents, you probably found yourself becoming teachers because of your children having to work, um, learn remotely. And many of us had to find space in our houses or, um, or, or bedrooms for office space so that you can work remotely. Mm. And we also had to find a new routine uh, to develop, develop a new schedule. Huh. Then we seem to turn the corner this year, right? Uh, with the vaccin- vaccine ro- vaccination rollout and things were opening up. And uh, we were all looking forward to getting back to normal. Many of us started planning vacations and getting together with family for some of us maybe we hadn't seen for over a year and um, getting together with friends. So we're doing all of these activities with an added element, though, of um, vaccination requirements, you know, filling out, filling out health forms and getting tested, uh, wearing masks again. So eventually, all this weariness and the exhaustion has set in for me again. So we asked the question, so where is God in all of this? You know, Pastor Jason introduced, as he said in the video, our sermon series on Anchor. And um, he's introduced the story of where the disciples were in this boat. You know, and the storm, uh, the storm comes up and, and find, they find Jesus just sleeping, sleeping, and not a care in the world. But Jesus also, though, showed to the disciples who he is when he commanded the waves to be quiet and be still. Pastor Jason talked about how even through the storm, whatever trials or storms we are experiencing, we can be sure that Jesus is our anchor and that we can find security in him. So this story reminds me that, reminds me and us, all of us, that we need to be sure we are tethered to Jesus to weather up the ups and downs of our life. And that the exhaustion that we would feel because of this would, um, is that nothing is sure, but we would be tethered to it. So to help us with this reminder, Jesus has issued us a, a, an invitation. And here's the invitation. And it's found in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. And we just sang that so beautifully. Thank you, dear. It says, listen, come to me, 
All you who are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let me read it again. So listen for the invitation that he's giving you in the middle of your storm or trial, whatever you're experiencing and whatever you're feeling at this time or whatever that is feeling, making you feel burdened. What picture or image comes to mind when you hear these words? What are you feeling? What are the feelings? This time, I'm going to be reading from another translation. It is the message translation. And sometimes reading a different translation gives clarity to our understanding of a verse or even that we hear God more clearly. So listen. If you like, you can close your eyes or you can follow along in the words. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So did you hear the invitation? He said, come, learn, and rest. It's a three- Messiah, and they kept, but they kept missing the signs and didn't even hear John the Baptist's uh, message telling him, telling them that Jesus was coming. They kept hearing different stories of who this Messiah was going to be. So there's a lot of confusion. Does this sound familiar? It sounds much like what we're experiencing now, isn't it? Mask or unmasked, vaccinated. Don't vaccinate, should we believe? At the time, Jesus saw the weariness and the burdens on the faces of the people who came to him. They gathered around him, straining to hear his voice and his words. And why? Because whatever Jesus said, it was healing to their soul. I want to say that Jesus sees you just as he saw the people who came to him with the look of weariness on their faces, he sees you with your burdens and your weariness. 
And that's why he's extended this invitation to you. He wants to lighten the load for you, to hear from you what is causing you to be weary and what burdens you carry. The first part of this invitation is come to me. In the song we just sang before the message, there's a phrase, Jesus comes beckoning to me. So Jesus has extended this invitation to you and he's beckoning to you, come. Now there are different ways of issuing this, you know, if you notice that every time I say come, I'm doing this, right? When you receive an invitation to a wedding or a birthday party, a retirement party, uh, it's saying come, right? Come spend time with me. Or when you see a friend, they'll say, hey, we're gonna go see that Marvel Shang-Chi new movie, Marvel Shang-Chi movie, so you wanna come? Come, right? Sometimes you don't even have to say the word. You just gesture, right? The gesture is an invitation, a form of welcome. Now, with children, it's often open hands and open arms, right? Especially with toddlers, you're coming up there and you say, come, right? It's a welcome and you're encouraging to come towards you. If you're sitting and there's space next to you and you see someone that you want to have a conversation with, what do you do? Come and you pat the space next to you, right? That's an invitation. So how do you see Jesus' invitation to you when he says, come? Come to me and I will give you rest. What does this stir in us when we come to Jesus and accept his invitation? He says, learn from me, walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Keep company with me. So how do we learn from Jesus? He said, walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Now these phrases tells us to spend time with him and get to know him. In spending time with him, we sense his presence. We remember who we are in him. And we learn to extend grace to others. Now, this next phrase from Eugene Peterson's message translation um, is in the verse is, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. When I first heard this phrase, I thought, wow, there's a lot going on in that phrase. But I'm not sure what it means. So what is the unforced rhythm of grace? So I've been meditating on this ever since I've heard that phrase, and this has been years and years, and even more so now because in the preparation of this sermon, or sharing, excuse me. There have been times when I totally understand, and I think I totally understand what this phrase means, and then other times I have no idea. I don't get it. And then when that, when that time happens, God always brings back to mind that I probably have to meditate on it again because there's something that I haven't quite learned or there's something that he's trying to tell me. 
Now, for some of you, you may have already know what this phrase means to you, and you are experiencing it. It's great. And others like me, it's still a mystery. And God is working on our hearts to embody this phrase. So in preparing, in, in preparing this message and, this, and looking up this phrase, I started Googling, like we always do if we don't know anything, we Google, right? Um, because I really needed a little more help and a little more clarification. So I came across this interview of, uh, with this man named J.R. Briggs. He's the founder of Kairos Partnerships. And it's an interview with the Washington Institute in which he talked about how he and his colleagues balanced rhythm of work and rest and how they observe Sabbath. Now his explanation on this part of the passage resonated with me. And it's probably because what was niggling on the back of my mind and heart was what I was feeling but couldn't quite put into words. And here's what he said. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Every one of these words has such incredible weight. Learn. God is the master teacher, not me. My job is to actively learn from him. Unforced. This should come naturally when I enter into what the Spirit is doing. If they are forced rhythms, it's never about grace. Forced rhythms are always founded in legalism. If the rhythms are natural, then they create a pattern and not a rut. Grace. It is hard to watch a really forced dancer, but Jesus says, take my hand. I will show you how to do it, and it will be graceful. When you watch someone dance gracefully, you can't take your eyes off them. The Spirit then invites us to take Christ's hand and learn from him, because he will lead the dance, and he will show us how to do it naturally. So as we go about our day, whatever errands we run, that we and ourselves. But we also have to remember then that he is keeping company with us throughout the day. When we recognize the spirit holding our hand and working, th working through the burdens that we have, then the burdens become light and easy. So now in this invitation, we know that one, we have to come to Jesus. We have our come to Jesus moment there. And there is the promise from him, and then there's a promise. And that's the third part of the invitation. The third part of the invitation is the promise of rest. I will give you rest, rest for your soul. We will find rest for your soul, for our souls. And we learn from him what real rest is, how to do it, 
and what it looks like. Mm. So in the middle of this pandemic and all that goes along with it, both physically and mentally, where do we find rest? Rest takes many forms. Now, Ryan Chin, who we've heard from earlier, he mentioned several things that, we, that are of rest, different types of rest. He mentioned, um, he mentioned a simple walk. He mentioned listening to music, doing something that is life-giving, something that energizes you. It could be getting together with friends over a cup of coffee, meeting with someone at Starbucks. Anything, anything that the Spirit guides you to learning and teaching you when he's telling you you need to rest. When Jesus ex has extended the invitation to me, when I, is, is when I see a picture that is life-giving, or when he brings to mind um, the memories that I have on the pilgrimage when I was on the Camino de Santiago. Those memories have given me, or it was a good reminder for me to rest. Now these are just examples of times that all of us can experience the rest during a hectic schedule or even the day, during the day or the week. So those are times that God has met me what are the times where God has met you for times of rest? <clears throat> so let's go back to that phrase, unforced rhythm of grace. Since this phrase is such a catchy, it's a phrase that catches all of our attention, um, I thought, okay, God, can you bring to mind some different times that I've experienced the unforced rhythm of grace? of rest. And uh, as soon as I had that thought, mm, I got a phone call yesterday afternoon. So I have permission to share this story. Um, you've probably noticed that uh, both, both Pastor January and Mide are not here leading worship. And it's not because they were not scheduled they were absolutely scheduled to lead worship. But I got this phone call from Pastor January yesterday afternoon, and she says, um, Pastor Shirley, uh, both Mide and I have a cold, and we may have caught it a couple of days ago, and we we're both coughing, sore throat, don't think, we took a COVID test just in case, but don't think we're gonna be able to be there on Sunday. And I said, oh dear, okay. Um, uh, tell Virgil we're all sorry, okay? <laughs> we're real sorry. Uh, yeah. What can I say? Okay, Pastor January. Joel has led worship before. He's a great leader. He'll be a great backup singer for Virgil because he, Mide in, in um, January is supposed to back up Virgil. Now, Joel's very talented and he'll be just fine. You and Mide take this time to rest and take care of that cold so it doesn't get worse. Hmm. I hang up or disconnect and I said, okay, now this is, and then all of a sudden I realized, oh, this is a great example of that phrase 
unforced rhythm of grace, of rest. Now, Pastor January and Mide were definitely scheduled to be here on this Sabbath to worship, to lead worship. But because they needed to rest to take care of this cold, it was an unexpected time of rest, of Sabbath, for them. So again, an unforced rhythm of grace. Here's another example of unforced rhythm of grace, of rest. I have this old laptop, and when I try to access Wi-Fi, I get that little color wheel that keeps spinning and spinning, and I have to sit there and wait and wait and wait, and waiting for it to stop. And it takes a while, and so I get impatient, like many of you. Then one day, when I was especially impatient, God spoke to me. He said, Shirley, take this time to rest, to pause. Take a couple of deep breaths. Slow down and be patient. It'll open up soon. I'm here with you. So now when I see this little color wheel that comes on, even I'm impatient or I have to try to get online quickly, this has come back and I said, okay. I have to, I just stop and I thank God for this pause and acknowledge his presence. So right now I'd like for, to ask you to pause a minute and ask God to and have you ask God to bring to mind a time where you may have experienced this unforced rhythm of grace. When has that happened? Either during the day, could have been yesterday, could have been this morning. Ask God to bring up maybe a a time that you may not have recognized that it was the unforced rhythm of grace or a pause that God was saying, I'm here. Thank him for that time. And then ask God to help you recognize those unexpected pauses in the future. So listen again as I read this invitation. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythm of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So after hearing this verse read again, how is Jesus your anchor and rest?
I'd like to introduce the spiritual practice of Sabbath rest. Now normally, uh, during the service, we always have this time of passing the peace. And previously, we always heard groans. No, we're going to go past the peace. And we have to greet each other. What question are we going to answer now? But I'd like to reframe that for us. Because we are in Sabbath, we, do, we are, have gathered to worship together. And in the Jewish tradition, um, they gather together for a meal and they bless one another. But since we're not having a meal, but we have gathered to start our Sabbath this week, I'd like to reframe that passing of the peace and something that we can do together. Okay, so um, this is what we would like, I'd like for us to do. And this is how we're going to do it. Um, I'd like for you to place your hand over your heart and then extend your left hand and say this blessing. God's blessing on you on your Sabbath rest. Or you can say, My, may you find rest in Jesus this week. Okay? So if you would indulge me and pass the peace with these phrases and pass the blessing of Sabbath rest to someone close by you, then that way, you, again, as Pastor Julie says, you don't have to touch anybody, but just, you know, give that phrase, offer that phrase to someone. And for those of you at home, try it with your family, your kids, okay? Okay?